I thought it was time for another bonus podcast and for this podcast I'm going to be talking about my recently released photo zine Caught by the Tide which came out on July the 8th and I thought I would just discuss some of the ins and outs about the project and the making of the photo zine and the photography so we'll get on with well we'll start off really with a bit of background about the photography itself and the photo zine now the photo zine came about really because i'd never made one before um i'm new to the photo zine scene it's quite popular with other photographers they release zines on a fairly regular basis they're easy to distribute and they're relatively cheap to produce and uh, certainly cheaper than a uh, a big thick photography book and it's a great way of showing your work and i noticed that the book write software by blurb offered uh magazine format so i i thought i would have a, a try now i had these images from norfolk 2016 uh that i i wanted to use there was 19 of them which i thought was a nice round ish number uh for inclusion in something like a, a zine and i thought i would put the two things together and come up with a photography scene and that's how caught by the tide was created now the title itself caught by the tide refers to that feeling of being caught by a current being dragged along by events totally out of control there's nothing you can do you're just watching and seeing how things play out and that's exactly how i felt in 2016 in the july of that year my mum had been diagnosed with terminal cancer and it'd been a, a hideous roller coaster of events during the summer uh, after a diagnosis where she was getting treatment and eventually it was deemed that the chemotherapy was not going to have any uh, beneficial effects uh, fighting the disease so they decided that they would stop and it's stop the treatment and that's when we decided as a family me my dad and my sister and my mum decided that we would have one final trip one final holiday away as a family and we decided to go to, to Norfolk mainly because it was relatively close um, it was only a couple of hours drive and we'd been there quite a few times as a family, dating back right back to about 1981, I think is the first time I can remember going through there uh, as a family. Uh, we went with a caravan and, you know, went onto a caravan site and uh, had a few holidays in Norfolk over the years. Now, the pictures that I took uh, during that time, I found sort of bittersweet to look at. Uh, really going down there was about escape in the first place and the pictures are about escape as well largely we managed to find a, a really nice holiday cottage uh, quite a big one quite expensive but you know it was really pleasant to, to stay there and it was quite good for getting into uh, getting out and about 
my dad tended to do most of the caring of my mum because my mum wanted to keep us at a certain distance away from some of the unpleasantness to do with her disease. It's very, very horrific to watch is probably the best way of putting it. Uh, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. Uh, but to see someone decay uh, over a, a long period of time, it would be about five, six months in total, is is not very nice. And I certainly didn't want to photograph any of it. I know that some photographers have done that with family members where they've, they've documented it and it's done them some good. Uh, for me, it was a bit too up close and personal for that. Um, I wanted to find some other way of reflecting what was going on and I think I've sort of done that with the images in Caught by the Tide. Um, getting away was really down to just hopping in the car and just heading off in some sort of direction and in my case I ended up going to Cromer a couple of times um, I ended up going to Burnham over Estates, Sandringham and Hunstanton as well. So there were all familiar haunts. There were places that I'd been shooting images for quite a few years in one shape, way or form. Um, I'd shot them here for Sea Sky Sandon Street in 2011 and then for the, the Norfolk project which had been running for quite a few years before that. So I knew the, the, the areas and I knew what I could find there and I decided that I would shoot uh, using an iPhone and I would also take some uh, digital images on uh, my regular Nikon camera. Uh, I never actually thought that I would end up using those images as uh, part of a photo zine but it sort of makes sense the end of uh, when you when you sort of think about it and it brings them all nicely together so yeah that is how caught by the tide sort of came about it was really about getting away using photography as an escape taking pictures and using that thought process to, to just stick things that were going on towards the back of my mind even if it was just for an hour or two now I was shooting with an iPhone and I was shooting using uh, the Hipstamatic app which I'd done before for Sea Sky, Sand and Street and the only changes that I really made is just to make the image clarity a bit better and, and probably make it more like a, um, a film photo. A lot of the Lomography styling was taken out. I just wanted to see the picture and not have anything get in the way or, or ruin it. If I if I took a shot, I wanted it uh, to be right first time. The problem that I found with Sea Sky Sand and Street when I was shooting it with the Lomography uh, sort of effects was sometimes they actually worked against you rather than worked for you. So I decided that I'd take them away. I also added a bit of a warm tone as well to the to the images which is quite nice and it all came together quite nicely and probably my favorite shot in fact it isn't probably it is my favorite shot is the lost shoe photo at 
Burnham over his stays. It just sums up the situation to me of what I was going through. There's people that are looking at a map and finding out where they should be going, which is what I was doing. I was thinking about, you know, futures and what direction my life was going to take after my mum had died. Um, there was the fact that there was uh, the shoe and there was only one, the lost shoe. Uh, I mean, what had happened to the other shoe? Was it out somewhere in the North Sea? Was it uh, in someone's car boot? I mean, that's a completely different sort of story that will never be told, sadly. But um, that shoe was there for someone to try and uh, re reunite it with their owner. Um, whether or not it, it did get back, I don't know. It could still be there even now. Um, but yeah, the the picture sort of like summed up a lot of things that was going through my head at that point. I do actually think that photography is often uh, a mirror for the photographer. Uh, I think a lot of people tend to think that photography is just about the subject. And often it says a lot about the photographer as well. Their mindset and what they think. Sometimes their politics. Um, how they're feeling at the time. What they're dealing with. There's all sorts of things that can uh, that can come into the factor of shooting a, a photo. But yeah, that is, that is my favourite. The fact that it's a square format is also down to... I actually do really like the square format. Um, I used to shoot a lot of 6.6, uh, of course, for the Norfolk project. But even before that, my first camera was 1.26 film cartridge format, which was square. It was really, really good quality. The cameras were really simple. They were just basically a box with a button. But the results that you used to get in good light were, were fantastic. They're, they were almost up there with 35mm quality. Um, so it kind of reminds me of that as well. Um, but the photography itself was sort of a combination, my usual combination of documenting the place and then documenting what's going on at the place. Um, I mean, a classic example of that documenting the place would be the picture of Chroma P, which is another one of my favourites. And it is also the front cover of Caught by the Tide. It just... But again, uh, the beach is empty of people. There's a sense of absence there. Um, I don't know whether there's that many people on the actual... Uh, you can't really see whether... Uh, there are people on the on the pier, but they're like little ants. So it's it's quite devoid of people and life, which for certainly for, for that picture and... The one of the lost shoe, like I say, absence um, seems to be a bit of a bit of a theme, but that's probably not to be expected considering what I've been through at the uh, been through at the time. And uh, escape, of course, I've already uh, I've already mentioned. So, yeah, what can I say about Caught by the Tide apart from I'm really pleased with it? I do think that it's sort of a flip side to my previous photo book sea sky sand and street it's it's sort of an unofficial edition in a way um whereas sea sky sand and street was all about celebrating the british 
seaside holiday. Uh, this is more sort of a melancholic look at the memories of uh, seaside holidays. I think some of that's to do with the way I was taking the pictures, but I think also because it was shot later in the year and there was that closing down sense. It's the end of the season, the end of the holiday season. Uh places are starting to think about shutting down for the year at the end of uh, September they've probably only got about another month to run before they totally shut down um, and I think that probably added a bit to the pictures as well but yeah it it is a bit of a flip side to my work from 2011 but I still I still like it. It's it's part of a, a trilogy of mobile work that I did in Norfolk, starting in two thousand and nine with my pictures uh taken on the Nokia fifty eight hundred, which I mentioned in the podcast previously, and there's uh if you type Norfolk into search on my website you'll come across a blog post that I did about those two thousand and nine images recently. Then, of course, there's 2011 and the book that I did then, Sea, Sky, Sand and Street. And then the conclusion to to that trilogy is Caught by the Tide. So that's it for the Norfolk mobile photography there. There is no more iPhone images from that neck of the woods. That's that's it. Um and to be honest, the only thing left now, mobile-wise, photography-wise, is the two towns. And then after that, I'm going to take a break away from producing any projects using a, an iPhone. I think I need to sort of give it a, a break for a few years. I actually started Seven Hills, uh, which I shoot in Edinburgh. I actually started that so that I was working with uh, a regular camera again rather than a, a mobile device because I want to sort of like move away from that. I think I've I've done plenty in recent years and I need to start working on something fresh. And actually the square format, ironically, of Caught by the Tide has made me think about maybe doing some more Bronica stuff, uh, get the 66 film camera out i haven't done very much in recent years and i think i need to to do a bit more so i think uh caught by the tide in an ironic way might actually feed my uh shooting film itch that i've got at the moment so that is it for the bonus podcast thanks very much for listening uh the photo zine is available to buy on blurb there are links on my website uh if you go to the the menu section uh photo books and there'll be some links there where you can buy the 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 zine there isn't an electronic version I decided not to produce a PDF or ebook version of Caught by the Tide, mainly because I really just wanted it as a magazine. That's really all it was behind that. Future zines I might actually do electronic versions of as well, but certainly not for this one. I decided against it. I just wanted it as a photography magazine, a photo zine. My first one. Really pleased. Right, that's it. Thanks very much for listening and downloading this and everything else. The the rest, uh, the yeah, 
the podcast the main podcast will be back within the next week i've got to record that very soon so you'll be hearing my lovely voice again within the next few days isn't that lovely <laughs>